0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Hey guys, and welcome to our round two episode of What Are the Odds? Your favourite AFL betting podcast. First off, shout out to our sponsors, the Yorkshire Hotel. They're on the corner of Langridge and Hoddle Street in Abbotsford, and uh, they're a perfect place to watch the footy. They're open every time the footy's on dinner specials, football specials, drink specials, and just a great setup both for a live podcast which we did not 20 weeks ago but also more importantly to watch the footy with your friends with your family maybe even try and you know sneak a first date in there be like where are we going oh the stingo oh that's okay yeah cool and then they rock up and then you know they realise you're actually going to watch the footy the whole time but that's okay you need to get them used to it early so you can get away with it for the whole season that's quite smart yeah that's smart it's let, let them know what they're in for you're in for a lot of footy a lot of punting and a lot of podcast listening but yeah shout outs to the Yorkshire Hotel so, Baz, little recap of how we went last week uh, due to, you know, life and things like that. We didn't have our round one podcast, but we did do a round one article, which we will repeat in round two, giving out our excellent bets, and uh, we'll do a little recap of the kitty. We uh, we gave you nine nine plays, and for this year we'll just do a very simple $1 per play. A little caution there, that's not how we recommend you... Do your own betting. Obviously, if you're more confident in a a wager, load up. If you're less confident, come back. And, of course, only gamble within your means. But from those nine, we had a one, two, three, four get up. some people go, oh, that's less than 50%. But we did only have a $0.25 loss from $9 spent. So uh, we're down minus two for the year. But for round one, that's not too bad.
0: It wasn't too bad. We've had a couple of bad beats in there too, I reckon. Yeah. We so were pretty, pretty bloody stiff with two. We got very but stiff. That's punting, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, obviously we have a multi each week and our best bets, which is the ones we think you should load up on. But, yeah, we'll have a tip for most games. And like last year, hopefully we were pretty successful. And this year, hopefully we can back it up. Yep. So
1: each week we'll also recap our, our head wobbles and bad beats. And we've got two of those for each of those segments this week. First one, first head wobble, Port Adelaide. Absolutely beating up on Fremantle. And now, lo and behold, we were there first. We did it two weeks ago. We said, look out for Port this year. They're going to be really good. And everyone's like, Port, uh, Jack Watts, uh, Motlop, uh, they're not that good. And then Waddy Boy kicks three, should have kicked probably five. Motlop does his Motlop thing, and then Port looks amazing.
0: They did look very, very good. But Freire did look pretty insipid as well. Yeah. But we'll talk about that probably later as well when we go through round two. But nah, Port looked awesome. And that's why they're your premiership pick. And... The other team that we had at a head wobble was Sydney. Yep. And, and more buddy.
1: importantly, Buddy Buddy. Again, we gave you some hot, hot tip action there. To recap, it's buddy to kick a hundred goals, win the Colin, win the Norm Smith, win the Premiership and win the Brownlow and everyone laughed at me everyone went oh, 301,000 to one you're ridiculous and then what was trending on Twitter the whole time during that game Buddy 100 plus Buddy for Coleman Buddy for Brownlow Sydney for the Premiers and I bet you now if you went and looked it up that ridiculous multi in innovative commerce is now into probably 101,000 to one you've just missed out on three times as much money <laughs> so I told you so I told you two weeks that's why you subscribe that's why you hit the like button that's why you tune in Buddy, thanks for backing me up in round one. If you want to keep going for the rest of the season, I'd appreciate that a lot.
0: Yeah, especially given that they're my premiership favourites. But mm. I was a bit worried, though, Sydney. The only one avenue to go was through Buddy yeah. on uh, Sunday night. Mm. And they also showed a few little kinks, I think, as well. But obviously, you know... Round, the year, round one. Round one. Exactly, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now on to the
1: bad beats. And this is I think this is, where, this is why people listen in. Because there's nothing funnier than watching someone at the pub with their ticket in hand... Carrying on at the telly, even though they have no impact on the game and no one can hear them—that actually matters, aka the players. So the first one was Brisbane, and this this played out very slow mo style. This is, this was we had it. We had the lead with 400 to go, and then we didn't we didn't fall over. We just gradually got eaten up by the rest of the rest of the pack, and Brisbane just let it let it slip.
0: Well, they, they had periods where they literally dominated the game. Yeah. Uh, didn't show enough composure or, or good enough decision making. And it hurt him, and they turned the ball over a lot. I think it was uh, something like 80 odd times they turned the footy yep. over and secure just were waiting for it almost and then transitioning. It almost looked like Sincere had another 10 blokes on the field when they transitioned to footy.
1: And on the turnovers as well they had 16 goals against from turnover I think, something like that or 16 yeah.
0: scores. Yeah, 16 but, scores. Straight.
1: Yeah, and half of them were coast to coast. Yeah. So the Brisbane were turning over in their forward line and then Sincere were like right. yeah, we'll have a goal, thanks very much.
0: I've never seen an AFL footballer like uh, Bell Yeah drop some some of the most the easiest marks I've ever seen yeah. in AFL football like I expect that stuff from under 12s like Eddie had as well yeah and, no excuses and me? some of his kicking as well like he's never been the best kick and I think you'll probably get, you'll probably miss out this week Def, oh, like, I'll be very surprised if he stays in the only reason he stays in is because uh, Robertson's going to be suspended and Rich is out injured yeah uh, it was horrible and then, so then we, because at the,
1: probably at three quarter time, I was very confident that Ruffy was going to get up. Three buck Ruffy in round one, you beauty, the headwall would have gone the whole podcast. And then we're like, oh, okay, we'll, well, at least we'll cover, at least the multis alive. And then we're going, minutes tick down, minutes tick down. And then they bloody well, St Kilda, kick a goal in the last minute to push them
0: to cover by half a point. Yeah, 25 points. And we had, don't get me Half a point. And yeah. we
1: had Beams for 30 plus. He's on 26 at three-quarter time, and then just doesn't take the field.
0: Didn't touch the pill nothing. Didn't touch the pill. No, no one said anything. No injury. The sideline
1: reporters on Triple M weren't giving me any comments saying, oh, Beans is done. He's gone into the change rooms. He's got the ice pack on. Nothing. He just disappeared off the face of the planet for 35 minutes. Two bets, three bets down the drain. Absolutely spewing. And I was fuming. I was, we were done. I was, we were done, I, I was I was we I, were done for the day. I was done for the day. I was the missus, what was wrong with me. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, oh, I've missed a multi. just She's like, oh, it's football season. Brisbane hit the shit list. That's what <laughs> happened. Second bad, Pete, happened in the last uh, last day, Sunday. Melbourne losing to Geelong. You were concerned in the preseason about their, uh, their lack of resilience because they skipped on the preseason camp. I think it showed in this game. They were they were APS football soft.
0: Well, I, well be careful saying that, mate. I coach an APS school now, <laughs> or an old boys school. Oh goodness! You can't, you can't oh, that, now boys, we man. have to
1: toe the line. I will defend them. Got to toe the I'll, line. I'll
0: go to war. Don't go. Yeah. Worry. All right. So they yeah they were pretty soft early. There was no not a lot of defense for either side. But there still, was no defense. But still, they, they did not mark up more inside fifties. Yeah. They just dominated. They had twenty more inside fifties. They dominated every stat in the book. But the only thing that they didn't dominate was whenever John went forward, they just scored. Yeah. So Menzel, um, you know, kick goals, Abbott, everyone was kicking goals and Lever had a bit of a mare every day. Like, how often would you see Menzel or, or Lever get outmarked by someone smaller than him like Menzel? Mm. And it happened a couple of times and you know, Jeddah had a bit of a stinker. All in all my one to thirty nine for Melbourne to win looked still looked good when Maxi Gorn was having a shot from twenty yeah. years out.
1: I went the Ellie Croy. I was in the AFL members, and I was surrounded by Geelong fans, and Magic Eguon clunks it, and I was like, you beauty, he's directly in the front. Even if he toe-pokes it, it's going in. And I was just giving it to the uh, other supporters who would just been in my ear all day. Geelong supporters are the absolute worst. And then uh, he missed it, and I had to just make a very quick exit.
0: (laughs) Well, all the talking he's done as well throughout the preseason, and like he broke that big big article, you want... You kick, want to back it up. You want to kick those goals. so not, And then he said, you know, I've missed them before and I'm not very good. Like, out he said, that out so and said "Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm no good. So, if I'm a player from an opposition team, he's got a set shot inside 30, I'm doing a Cam Guthrie and, get, and getting in his ear. Yeah. Do we expect Ruckman to kick straight as a, from a set shot? I don't do anything else around the ground except tap the ball down.
1: Yeah.
0: There's big beam poles.
1: So yeah, you would you expect yeah, you oh, yeah, to kick definitely. it? Yeah, 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 because that's been like some like concessions have been made of saying like, no, but he's a ruckman, you can't expect him to kick a set shot. Like it's twenty five meters, surely that's just baseline entry into AFL. Well,
0: to be fair, Menzel will be from the top of the square at the other end.
1: Yeah, which is but, but he also kicked four. So. Yeah,
0: and Me- but Melbourne also had the footy in their half for pretty much most of. And the And it wasn't half. just
1: him; they had four shots at goal in that last ten, yeah, five for minutes. And all, yeah, they yeah, so, uh, all missed it. I was, I was. Sneaky, hoping that Han could bring out some torpedo magic though after the side. Oh, well, I, was I see- would have just
0: frothed. I was sitting behind where he was kicking the sides, right near, yeah, on, in the members, right near the um, interchange bench, yeah. And off the boot, everyone's gone up. Yeah. It, looked, it Literally looked like he got all of it, and then it fell twenty meters short. I, I was, I was so flat then because <laughs> I thought, oh my god, he's pulled this, he's pulled his bed off. Yeah, that's all I cared about, really, to be honest. I yeah. don't follow either team, and I didn't. It didn't work. Yeah. So anyway. I went hard on them at, uh, on the Twitter as well after yeah. after the game and I got a few responses back but uh, eat shit and um, as we'll go into it later I'm back on the Melbourne bandwagon this weekend so here we go there
1: you go very rare for us to uh, forgive and forget so quickly but you know sometimes it's all about those potential massive collects so on to our round 2 tips and bets Doing it slightly differently this year. Last year, we did uh, two sets of bets. We didn't track them publicly to make it simpler for you guys and probably better for the both of us. We're going to debate our tips on the pod and then present to you our uh, collective tips and bets for the weekend. And we'll start off with Adelaide versus Richmond on Thursday night, the grand final replay at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Adelaide, for some reason, are going into this 8.5-point favourites uh, and the under over is one eighty seven point five, so people are expecting a fairly low scoring funnels like contest.
0: Yeah. So just for people who've listened to us for the first time, you're a Richmond supporter, I'm a Collingwood supporter. Yep. We love our under overs, the total match points, and we love the lines. So, uh, you know, the head starts and the stuff like that. So make sure you get onto those. But uh, so they know what you're talking about. Yep. Um, yeah. Look, I can't believe Richmond have started two dollars thirty outside us. To be honest. And I haven't moved either. Like, no. no
1: one's backing him in. So, no. I'd... There was a small question mark on Koch, but other than that... And, well, yeah, we, Col- were, we were slow against Carlton to begin with, but other than that...
0: You dominated against Carlton. Yeah. In the end, like, you had 70 inside 50, 16 more scoring shots. You pretty much dominated against... Yeah. You just p- couldn't put them away. And on that, so, we discussed uh, on Saturday with Brisbane, you know, I said that if they had some more... If they had better decision-making and, and their skills were a little bit better, they'd win this game. You said, well that's because they're not a good side. Well, surely that takes, you know, Richmond, for instance, if they execute their skills a bit better, and to a certain point, Melbourne as well on Sunday. It is, mm. So what constitutes a good side then? Because Richmond still, obviously still got over the line. Is that the yeah. you win when, when you do that? I, th- I think so. I think if the ability to
1: win when you don't play your best shows that your baseline is better than other people's baselines. Yeah. But also, like, I think we have we have less to prove This You can excuse a reigning Premier being a bit sleepy and sloppy in round one, you can't really exclude a Brisbane who is looking to try and, if they possibly can, scrape into the eight, which is yeah. highly unlikely, or a Melbourne who wants to finish top four and will be up against it because there's already a top four that they were involved with last year. Yeah. To, to do that, you need to be straight from the go. And especially when it comes to Melbourne when they have the ridiculous banners, they they skip on pre-season, they seem to pick and choose and all that kind of stuff, and they seem to be a bit ahead of themselves. Yeah, you can't pick and pick and choose when you're going to be all in And when you're going to be up yourself yep. Whereas Richmond don't do that Like Richmond no. have pretty much Been all no. that out Culturally yeah. they're pretty good And yeah First game Those Thursday night games Historically have always been Pretty,
0: pretty scratchy Well Adelaide first. were a bit slow And a bit, yeah. bit slack as well Last week So obviously Adelaide get a few big ins They get Lynch and, and uh, Tex back in Yep and They said, pretty much said They're going to play You get Hawley back Yep Is that favour, you reckon, one side? For me...
1: They're bigger ends for Adelaide.
0: Like, Hulley Hulley was very influential
1: in the final series, pretty good in the grand final as well. But, like, he's not... I don't think... Well, other than a grand final, that grand final where he almost did win us the game, he doesn't win us that many games. He's a bit of extra cream on top. Yeah. Um, Whereas, yeah, those two ends for Adelaide are pretty pretty big.
0: For me, I thought Adelaide were pretty... Like, they were pretty poor last week. Eddie Betts especially... Mm. Uh, a few of the other players are down, switching down back. They're too easy to score against, which, you know, generally they're a high scoring team and they do allow teams team to score against them anyway. So I just thought that, yeah, that, I mean, Douglas is out now. He's failed in, in his suspension. My big thing was Rance. Like, he, he's allowed to do whatever he wants. He did it last week against Carlton and Adelaide let him do it in the, in the grand final. If he gets away with doing Rance like things and Asprey down back as well, that I just really see Adelaide struggling to score. Mm. Yeah, the midfield's obviously bolstered up, but they they lose Douglas, which you know that's why they got Gibbs in to add more midfield depth. Now Douglas is out, so I don't know who's going to replace him. They haven't really got anyone like who's a star or like a Douglas sort of player to replace him. So it just adds, you know, it means they have got a weaker midfield. And and sure, midfield is pretty strong and Dusty, Mm. you know, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, I just think Richmond. For me, I'm no bet in this game because it's just too hard to. To decipher, but I'm definitely tipping Richmond, and I think that the $2.30 is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: the $2.30 really tempts me, but I think I share the same fear as the market does. So obviously the market's going, it's in Adelaide. Adelaide are meant to be pretty good in Adelaide. Last time Richard went to Adelaide, they got absolutely pantsed in round four in a similar type stage of the year. And, you know, I think, although we're the running premiers, everyone's still like, it's bloody well Richmond. Like, where yeah, they can drop one or what? two or get pants.
0: And- yeah, well Adelaide were eleven from fourteen last year at home. Yep. Including finals. So they haven't been 0 on two since like two thousand and twelve or something. Yeah. So you know and they've never lost two in a row for another like yeah they've had all these stats that were saying that pretty much they bounce back why yeah. Adelaide are favourites but for me, yeah, still I'm on, on the Richmond bandwagon, which is yep. which hurts for me to say because you know how much I fucking hate them. You
1: him. really do. So there's interesting uh, trends coming from this one as well. Uh, the Tigers have covered the line in 11 of their last 13 night matches, so they they, they hang in tight. The defensive style first really works. Uh, Richmond have won the second half in 13 of their last 14 matches. They finished strongly as well, which I think is a big factor considering how poorly Adelaide finished last week, suggesting they're a bit low on fitness despite the fact they went on that cultish uh, preseason season camp. Uh, and the Crows have lost the second half in four of their last five matches. So again, I think I, I see Adla- I see Richmond running at the top, even though it's at Adelaide Oval. I see Richmond being able to score better, uh, especially coming from midfield. So I'll be tipping them, but I'm not confident enough to put some high cold catch on it.
0: And is Tex actually going to do something in a big game? That's what I want to know. I harped on it every all year last year. You just going to stand there and look really tough beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's well. Don't worry, we've got plenty of time this year to rip on players. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So we'll move on to our Friday night game. Uh, St Kilda will win against no one in a non contest. Oh,
0: is that? Don't tell me they're playing Friday night.
1: Oh, it's good Friday. They're playing Friday afternoon.
0: Oh. So just for you guys that uh, haven't, haven't, haven't chewed in, we don't talk about North Melbourne because they're a waste of space and they should fold. Yeah. So, Saints at the line, eight and a half. I reckon that's a pretty good bet, and that's that's all we need to say about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Saints at the line. Have a have the day off watching football and look back at your bank accounts the next day. Yeah, watch NRL or something. Uh, Saturday, then. It will be Carlton versus Gold Coast at Etihad. Lots of games at Etihad this this week, so it'll be interesting to see how the turf holds up. This is a very interesting clash for mine because this decides the sliding doors moment of the year, I think, because... The, these two are kind of in the same development stage. Gold Coast apparently is meant to be a little bit behind because Stewie Dew has just taken over. But what I saw last week suggests that I think the Jew Meisters had a massive effect. The big the big barrel, barrel 2.0, your coaching hero, uh, I think has gone into pretty pretty straight and narrow pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, I do idolise a great man, yeah. Stewie Dew. Yeah, look, they played, you know, it was pretty appalling conditions up there, wasn't it? Yeah. But they, they looked like they played. For, like actually wanted to play for someone and, and they had... Yeah, you know, they went about it the right way, unlike the previous year the Rocket and McKenna. They actually looked all right. I mean, they were playing a pretty average side that should fold, but they looked all right. And I can't believe Carlton... So, Carlton lost last week, yeah? yeah. that I know they lost to the running premiers, but Carlton lost. And they got walloped, really. And they're, they're $1.60 favorites versus Gold Coast who won. You know, I know they were in shit conditions in Cairns, but I just can't see how that happens. And they get Aaron Hall back, and the Blues lose Cruiser to a groin, so, I mean, for me, I see straight away Gold Coast have an advantage in a ruck because Jared Wich is a very good ruckman. Cruz had played well last week, but then once the groin came, he, he was pretty average after that. For me, yeah, like, they had, like I said, Richmond had 70 inside 50s, 16 more scoring shots. Everyone's talking about how well Carton played, but they just played more attacking footy, which they didn't do last year. They were very defensive-minded, you know, yeah. wanted to lock the game down. On, on Thursday night last week, they wanted to open it up, attack, attack, attack. Which, guess what that meant? It opened up at the other right. end. And Gold Coast have got a pretty good form. They've got Tim Peter you know, Tom Lynch, Ainsworth, those sorts of blokes running around. They have a pretty good backline as well with May. And yeah, their midfield's a bit unheralded at the moment. Still a lot of young blokes. And for me, I'd be picking uh, Gold Coast, and that's probably my upset of the week. I think they're around $2.73. Yep. And I, they beat... Carlton as well the same I think there's was a corresponding game last year at Etihad they did a number on them and Tom Lynch kicked six or seven so and I'd probably back Tom Lynch or Ainsworth to kick most goals so yep. Tom Lynch has kicked a fair few goals he's got a pretty good record against them uh, obviously he hasn't played on Liam Jones yet because you know but uh, yeah I think Gold Coast is the way to go
1: yep definitely agree with all of that and at the the line as well fitting and a half so he, I think even if Carlton did manage to upset, they wouldn't they wouldn't do a number on them. So if you wanted to cover yourself and cover your tracks a little bit and go Gold Coast to win and Gold Coast at the line, because they, they are have the thirteen and a half point buffer, that'd be pretty smart. Interesting one here is the is the over under total points one hundred and ninety. It's a lot of points, and what I don't understand there is that, all, up until last week, Carlton have been a very defensive. dour yeah. defensive team, didn't score many points. So if if the market thinks they're going to score that many points, then that goes into Gold Coast's f- favour. Because yeah. we saw that last week. Like, if they, if Carlin want to try and score Merle, they, they loosen up their defence and are going to get scored against more. And that, therefore, every team almost, other than like Fremantle and the team we're not going to name, are going to score points against them.
0: Yeah, and like how Charlie Kurnow is still pretty, pretty young, so you can't expect him to pull...
1: That again, two weeks in a row yeah. or three like, weeks in a yeah, row or whatever. And, yeah,
0: and you know, M- Matty Wright's a little, you know... For pocket takes opportunities You yeah, kick five last week or four last week but yeah. he's not going to do that week in week out either so then you got you know Savani was pretty poor Weathering was pretty poor so you know does Harry McKay come in but even then like a lot of their players coming in are all young like they've mm. got a lot of experience they, they got rid of a lot of that which is fine you know, like I still think you know I've said it numerous times that Carlton will probably take a, a big step back this year but the, will go forward next year and yeah I think that Gold Coast are as we've spoken about as well, their unders and overs bets at the start of the season, I think they're on the way up a little bit.
1: Yep, absolutely. So are we going to obviously splash some cash on that on the 270, three buckets? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I've got them, 270, yep. Yeah. Yep, awesome.
1: All right, next game, still on the Saturdays. Your boys, after a very disappointing weekend, Carlingwood are playing GWS at the MCG. You got you got thumped by Hawthorne in the end, really. Yeah, bush, yes. You were pretty poor. So I didn't uh, you didn't answer any questions so all the questions we had last year uh, can Cox and Grundy play in the same team are we going to change our efficiency going inside forward 50 are we going to have the fringe players going to step up are we are going to just rely on all of our midfielders and no one else I didn't answer any of those questions they're all you just played exactly the same as what you did yeah, last
0: year and the same thing happened as last year as well I had turnovers so we had the most turnovers take away North and Gold Coast you played in those conditions we had the most turnovers for the round our kicking efficiency was the lowest of the round of any team. Again, apart from obviously North and yeah. Gold Coast. And, um, yeah, I think we're shit. Yeah, so, you, you looked,
1: uh, it was a hard game. It was hard to watch football on Saturday night. Yeah. Because we had the Cyclone and and you playing Hawthorne.
0: And Hawthorne yeah. did butcher it a bit as well. So Yeah. But they obviously had a bloke who was just extracting it out of every stoppage. And we couldn't go... What do you
1: it. take on... Buckley's take about the Tom Mitchell's record performances against you guys not meaning that much he didn't say it again this year no, he, he, said said, it in the, he has said in the yeah. past saying oh if a bloke gets 51 who cares
0: that's why I, I, I it's I such know, a weird thing to say I know there's a little bit of searching goes in the footy field but I didn't like Cam Guthrie's um, little spray to, to Maxi Gorn after he missed yeah because you, you go back through history and you see these things like you know Trelaw had a little crack at Mitchell a couple or, I think it was last year, so last year when we beat him.
1: Well, mentioning Trelaw, the ultimate one was, didn't he say that our list wasn't, Well, your list was yeah, being our so, list, and yeah. then some one team won a premiership, and one yeah, team exactly. didn't win the
0: exactly. so, like, it's a bit silly. Players <laughs> need to be more aware of that, because it generally comes back, and bites you on the ass. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, we're rubbish, uh, we obviously lose Cox and Smith, which is probably a bit of a good thing, I hope we play, uh, if Murphy's right, I might, might chuck Murphy, and Stephenson was good, Murray was good, a couple of blocks were good, Adams just absolutely tortures the boy every time he gets near it. And yeah, I'll probably do the exact same as I did and I right, didn't watch the game live because I knew I'd get f- pissed off yeah. watching it and I'll watch it later as I can fast forward and stuff because otherwise I'd break things around me. I'll probably do the same with this game. Uh, I'll be in Aubrey, which will help. Yeah. I might go watch the local footy. I might go watch, uh, I think, Wayne Garada are playing longer so I might go and watch that. But for me, they uh, GBS gets Tom Scully back. They looked awesome last week again they are playing a pretty ordinary side and I think their run class and yeah their they're power and uh, the 20 and a half line is just ridiculous and again if you go through history Jer- Jeremy Cameron loves playing against us loves kicks, kicking bags of sixes and sevens
1: if you go through history as well though Klein would do alright against DOS. yeah we,
0: we have I think last year was the first time they beat us Yeah. so that's, that's why I'd, I probably won't touch this game yep but if I was to have a bet, I'd take Jairus at the line, given what happened last week with, with both teams. Look at the form. Again, Jeremy Cameron has kicked. I think he's kicked six or seven against us three or four times. So only kicked the bag last week, so he probably follow that up again this week.
1: Yeah. Again, I'd yeah. If gun to my head, I'd be taking GD West at the line. However, again, I think the market's done a bit. The market's done very weird things this week because their their favoritism with the odds. And their line bets are very different to the over unders. What they suggest here, so like the over under for match points is 189, so 90 points each. Not a very high scoring game in reality. But then they expect one team to score 20 more points. I don't. I don't see that happening. Like even last week when GOS, like if they're gonna if they're gonna dominate a team and hold them to very little points they're going to kick them all themselves as well. Yeah. So, so they would have covered that line last week against Western Bulldogs and Western Bulldogs only kicked 50 points.
0: The other thing I've noticed in the markets this week, obviously the, the TABs are playing it very safe. Yeah. Is that, so the so even the favourites are for instance, you know, um, Adelaide or even Essendon, they're all 60 favourites but the, the line's only negative 10. Yeah. So they're, obviously they're playing it close to round one, yeah. small, small, you know, sample size. So they're obviously playing it very, very safe but for me, that just means that... there's more opportunity. More opportunity to make cash. Yeah, or, or but... Do, or lose cash.
1: My concerns here, yeah, and reason why I won't go anywhere near it either, uh, traditionally, g has played pretty poorly at the MCG, uh, and we saw nothing last year to suggest that they've gone over that. It was against some good sides in finals, but you still haven't got over it yet. Uh, and yeah, it's just a long history of Collingwood being crap and then playing really well once or twice a year against good sides, and GWS is usually that side, so... Well, I expect to miss out on some money here, but yeah, better safe than sorry this early in the season. Brisbane versus Melbourne. Both teams are have something to fight for. They'll be playing at the Gabba, and uh, Melbourne coming to this significant favourites at a dollar
0: thirty-seven. So both these teams stitched us up last week. They absolutely did, and we don't forgive easily. I, but but I'm going I'm, to jump back on Melbourne here. Yeah. So I spoke to before before, uh, Robinson's out, Rich is out. So, last week Brisbane actually were playing really well because Robertson was playing on Jack Stephen and he was he was a rail Jack Stephen, you get near it. Yep. Rich went off injured. Robertson went back. So let let go of Stephen. Yep. Because he was scragging him a bit. Went to half back to play Rich's role and Stephen won the game. That's when Stephen got off the chain. So that's where you got to ask questions with Fagan and could You'll be
1: like, hey, Fagan, maybe put. It. Put that guy back on it.
0: Yeah, or put someone else back in Richards' role. But anyway, obviously you mentioned before about Tom Bell. So that, and and Walker as well. He was he was horrible. Fuck like it. Surely he's AFL. I, 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 we're not allowed to call careers yet. You said no calling careers yet. Yeah. So I won't go there. Sorry, I forgot about that rule. <laughs> um, but
1: you encroached in the protected zone? That's fifty meters. Given up there. Bro. Yeah, oh,
0: he's done. Um, so anyway, for me, the Lions will bring in more kids for. Well, that's how I see it the D's last week did not pick Tyson or, or Brayshaw they went with Hannon and uh, Maynard so for me I think that Tyson and Brayshaw surely come in you'd think so mature bodies very good footballers mm-hmm. Tyson uses the footy pretty well mm-hmm. I reckon they come in they may lose Hogan to an elbow injury but we saw last year without Hogan they actually played better footy and Petrarca spends more time forward Pedersen play, plays a better role Yes, she played all right on, on Monday. Ah, uh, sorry, yes, Sunday as well. And I just think that the line is only eighteen and a half.
1: Yeah, it's very ridiculous. And as you said, the yeah, the bookies are playing it safe, so they're a dollar thirty-seven favourites, but it's only eight and a half. So we essentially get to take Melbourne to win at a dollar ninety. Yeah, or by by covering the line.
0: So again, we're not affiliated with any, with any betting agencies, but I will say sometimes you know they're giving up ridiculous odds, like sports, at the moment two dollars ten. For over 25 points. Yeah. So all Melbourne have to do is match what St Kilda did last week, and Melbourne are a five times better side than St Kilda. And they will... Oh, I, for me, I'm going to take the safe option and take 25 points, $2.10. Yep. But 40-plus is $3.25, and that's probably where Melbourne should be looking, De- obviously depending on weather and stuff like that as well.
1: Definitely, and especially because Melbourne wants to be a top four side.
0: They should go up there and do a job.
1: They should go up there and do a job. And especially after missing out. They're now, they're now four points behind the, behind the eight ball here because they should have won last week. They deserved to win last week. They're a better team than Geelong. They didn't prove it. Everyone's on that Geelong bandwagon. No one's on the Melbourne bandwagon. They need to prove a point. We expect them to do it this week. But yeah, tw- plus 25 is a good one. And if you're really tempted,
0: go plus 40 and, and back yourself in as much as you want to back in Melbourne. Well, 18 and a half's the safest of all, I reckon. Oh, that, That's my best bet of the weekend, the 18 half line. Yep. And then or probably 25, actually. Yeah. But 8.5 is safe. They're going to do it. Best bet. Cool.
1: Easy money. doesn't exist, but it's close. closer we're going to get. And then we drop off in standard a little bit, unfortunately. Fremantle versus Essendon at Optus Stadium. Again, this one doesn't make much sense, so Essendon are fifty favourites. The line is 10.5.
0: Yeah, so I've got, I've got Essendon got line because this game would be a game of circle work. Yeah. It was on was last Friday anyway that I and an this would be more so for played 44 tackles last week in that demolition job against Port. and that's not that's not like fair Frey, man Freeman I like the close yeah, it down it's a Ross lyon team yeah and we know how Essendon play like they had 19 or had there was nine to 22 stoppages stoppage clearances so they had less than 50 stoppages for a whole game last last Friday yeah. night so Essendon love playing circle work. If you listened to us last year, that's where we think they're going to be cooked coming into the season when it actually gets to tough finals footy. Because they don't have the contested ball winners. They don't know how to win out of those situations. And for me, though, in this sort of game where Frere obviously don't give a shit, and I don't know how much longer Ross the roster boss has got left. Essendon want to announce themselves to the AFL as being a top eight, top four side. And uh, I. I Unfortunately, I'll probably go two and zip and win pretty comfortably. So do we,
1: there's no chance of the old bathwater drinking poisoning their chances not just yet, not because just they yet. did, like, not obviously not players. We don't have access to all the Essendon players, but the general Essendon cohort, fans and etc. Media have just gone in and been like, "Oh, that was an amazing performance against last year's grand finalists." Just by the fact that Adelaide were missing seven players in that grand final last year, just yeah. by the fact that they've had five weeks extra preseason compared to compared to Adelaide. Uh, yeah They they beat up They did exactly What they did last year Which was when The going gets easy They beat up teams hard Yeah We've yet to see them do it When the going gets hard And you know I may have said to a couple Of Essendon fans And probably a bit harshly But like You know Trial by 20 against The Port Adelaide In round 4 And then beat them And I'll be impressed Not when you're Down to a side That's running out of legs Towards the end of the third quarter So yeah It's pretty pretty good To turn around By like 40 odd points Well done Had a great last quarter but I don't think you really proved you just showed that maybe your strength got a little bit stronger, but you did nothing to address your deficiencies. But again, against Fremantle Fremantle are, are pretty much a guaranteed bottom four side this year now. Bit which is a bit sad and a bit consenting, mostly just for footy lovers. Um and yeah, if if Esther are allowed to play their freestyle football, they'll get to will get to win and win comfortably and yeah, they, we should take them at the line.
0: Yeah, definitely like, nothing what I saw from Farrow suggests and I mean, this is a problem. It's only round one, and we're probably going to talk about it again. The Doggies, nothing from Ferrer last week suggests that they're going to take it up to Essendon, does it?
1: No, No. not at all.
0: And the bigger ground will suit Essendon with their run and carry and that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah, for me, Essendon will pretty much uh, tear apart.
1: And we saw against, uh, with the Eagles versus Sydney, I think because of the new stadium this year, we might see a little bit less of that West Coast home advantage being absolute certainty. I, I mean, think because they're the, playing it the new oval, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So the so dimension of that ground as well. That. They're they're just a little bit further away. It's more like an MCG. There was a bit more protection from the players, to the rabid Western fans. Yep. Um, so yeah, you won't have to, you know, when you're trying to kick it in from the boundary, you won't have to deal with some idiot leaning over the fence and you know, getting right in your actual ear, touching your hair,
0: and especially those Freo fans. Yeah,
1: they're, they're pretty. They're pretty horrible. That's coming from a pie fan. So uh, cop that. Yep. You now onto the Sunday slate. Doggies versus West Coast at Etihad Stadium. Somehow, the doggies lost by eighty-two points, eighty-four points—a yeah. lot of points. They're favourites.
0: Yeah, dollar sixty
1: favourites to West Coast, who beat, who got beaten by Sydney marginally, and only because Buddy kicked all the goals.
0: Yeah. How I, does this work? I've no idea, especially after that third quarter from the Eagles. They had twenty-three inside fifties against Sydney, and they keep only kicked five goals. Yeah. So like they didn't capitalising on that dominance, but they got back in the game. They've you know forty odd points down at one point, mm. came back and I, mean, I know they're missing Josh Kennedy, but they're not really they're, like they're still a better. From what I've seen, of the doggies even in pre season, JLT Colin had smashed them. Mm. Like and you've got a few senior players playing reserves, so there's something not right at W at the WB at, and at the doggies
1: and the media AFL media, especially Victorian AFL media. Loves to sniff out a weak team and go hard. Yeah, usually it's the pies, and they had the opportunity to go to the pies this week. They, and they didn't. Doggies. They went the doggies, and everyone went the doggies. It, like it was a it was a Herald Sun feature, an Age feature, a fo- two Fox Footy features, a whole segment on it from three sixty. So everyone's can smell the blood in the water. The romance is gone. It's a two year hangover. They lost Libba. Yeah, he's a bit of a strange cat and a weird dude, but he's a pretty good footballer and pretty important for them. And it's just another another really good entrenched top 11 player out of their squad gone who they have to now
0: replace and they've, and they've got yeah who you
1: would think are every week 22 players
0: playing resies? you've got like Mitch Wallace probably coming for him but you've got yeah. like Tom Boyd you know Shaki you know they gave up a bit for um and Caleb Daniel was playing reserve Lynn Jong was playing reserve was like,
1: yeah.
0: yeah those sorts of boats Where you think hang on they should be playing they just walk up 22ers yeah. yeah so there must be something going on there's uh the president of Dog, you said today on on radio, he quoted a bit of Tay Tay. Haters gonna hate hate hate. Yeah, but I can't see how in a week they can turn around from what they dished up against JWS, and I know. And then we fall into the trap of Eagles travelling because we know how poor our are.
1: This is Eddie Had though, and they the Eagles won this match last, last year, year yeah. he had as
0: well yeah so it's only the MCG and the yeah, MCG, yeah. And the yeah. MCG.
1: so apparently well. the extra cold thick grass perhaps yeah, is what it is must be the- but under the roof they can just pretend they're in Western Australia it's a little bit warmer perhaps I don't know um, but yeah so I'm back in the Eagles here and yeah you can take, take them to win $2.70
0: odd to win yeah. which is just great value
1: absolutely uh, and I reckon the Lions pretty spot on because I don't think Dogs have enough points in them and West Coast without JK uh, it's been pretty hard to score, you know, 110, 120-odd to well, make done.
0: up the 190-odd lines. Darling so. did play pretty well on Sunday. He, I always thought he was, you know, one of those bikes that when West Coast is going well, he's playing well. Like a Josh jenkins top catch. Yeah, yeah, but he actually played right on Sunday. He, if he follows that up again, he might just, I might change my mind about it. Oh,
1: that's, that takes a lot of work, so shout-outs to Darling. Yeah, You've I done well there,
0: mate. Yeah, I'm pretty stick to my guns.
1: Match of the round... Oh, definitely. The Easter round is Sydney at the SCG against Port Adelaide. My obvious recommendation here is put the uh, put the punning slips away for this one and just enjoy the footy. It's too hard to pick, but you'll need to put a tip in for the office tipping. And so we'll we'll break the game down. Uh, Sydney are uh, pretty clear favourites here, a dollar forty two. But, I, just, but I-, I don't know why. Port did an absolute number. They, they did everything they possibly could against Fremantle to show that they're up for it, they're ready for it. Yeah, and so, again, I suppose it comes down to, like, the stereotypes and the trends we picked out from last year. So, yeah, they dropped some games and they travelled last year a little bit. They they lost the teams they shouldn't have. But more often than not, they came, they came up to the challenge and not step away from it. And Sydney still aren't 100% in terms of their squad either,
0: so... No, they're probably missing one, and that's Hanbury oh, obviously... He's fit, so he comes in. Yeah. But I think the most important one for me is Sam Reid because mm. he gives it another cog up forward. Because Buddy actually played a lot deeper. He, he literally stayed inside 50 for the middle of the whole game. If he plays like that all year this year, he will kick 100 goals. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And he'll kick six, eight a week. Because he's just that good, especially one-on-one. Like, I felt sorry for the West Coast defenders whenever they had a one-on-one with him because he just pretty much tore him apart. And then when he did push up the ground, he made himself foul He put on some big hits. He was pretty good. But for me, seeing West Coast in that third quarter, being able to lock the ball into their fourth half, are that many inside fifties. Because when Sydney play, they like to invite you. You know, they 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 give you the ball at the stoppages almost, and then they wait for you to kick it, turn it over, then they slingshot the other way. You know, they played the same style for like five or six years now. So if porking it on top they got a very, very dangerous fall on Wingard, your Rockliff's, your Robbie Gray's back, mm-hmm. all those sorts of players. Dixon, uh, Marshall played pretty well on the weekend as well. Uh, I just think Porter a bit more dangerous at the moment this time of year than what Sydney
1: are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how much does the absence of Ryder make for Portland?
0: I don't think it makes that much of a difference because without being respectful, Sinclair's not a great Ruckman. Mm. So I don't reckon it really matters to be fair it's, a, it's at the SCG so in a small ground both teams have bulls like you know you've got um, Pepper and Ollie Wines and those sorts of blokes you know versus Kennedy, Parker, Jack so it's, it's going to be a really good midfield contest for me and, and then it's which defence probably holds up best and I, you know, as you saw on the weekend West Coast the, uh, probably didn't have the four line had a few deputants Lacroix played probably his best game in two years Darling played well but it wasn't enough and I just think Port have the better forward line and Sydney's defence is still a bit it's under. Like, if Dixon gets one on one, he's got doesn't matter who who it is, like he he's gonna take him out. So, hmm. yeah, it's a interesting game, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. For me, I'm tipping Port because I think they're a bit more dangerous going forward than Sydney, and Sydney's defence won't be able to cope with them. But then if Buddy gets on a roll, what, you know who stops Buddy? So exactly,
1: but you can't. You really can't long, bet buddy. on
0: Buddy. Yeah. So you
1: can't go as Buddy versus twenty two, and put some cash on it. So you've talked a lot about Port. There
0: are you? Are you playing with some cash or are you? No, the cash no, in the definitely, pocket? no. no, definitely, definitely sit and watch this. And like, tell me, you know, Hinkley wouldn't have done his homework all week, and said, all oh, right, they're they're obviously going they to get they want to kick Buddy goals, otherwise their goals come from their midfield players." Yep. So let's they they would have done work and and again they won the corresponding game this time last year round one they played Sydney... In Sydney, did a number on them. Obviously, it's a bit different last year. Sydney lost their first six, but and had a few injuries. But yeah, for me, Port. Yeah. No, no money spent though.
1: Fair enough. The one thing I also let people look out for is a lot of the bookies at the moment are doing a uh, with your uh, Premiership and your top four and your funnels and your grand funnel to have future bets. They lock the odds until twelve PM Monday. So, based on what you see in this game between our two premiership favourites and choice for grand finalists, especially if Port do a number here, you'll have a good little six-hour window to try and go in a little bit on your future bets there for Port for the flag or sitting for the flag if they really impress before they start shotting those odds because this will definitely affect that market going forward. Yeah,
0: be, this is, for me, this is the, the grand final preview.
1: Mm. In round two, which in is round two, very it? concerning and a little bit probably hot-takey. But that's what you come for. That's
0: what I that's what
1: I do. And to round out what used to be an absolute humdinger of a game on Easter Monday is probably gonna be a bit of a meh game like the Geelong Melbourne one was. Geelong against Hawthorne at the MCG. Geelong, yet again, weird odds. Uh dollar sixty favourites, Hawthorne paying two thirty five, but the line is eight and a half. Go figure. Who knows? Uh what are we expecting here? Well Patty's back. Patty is back.
0: He's and they think Joel will get up. And Joel, get so and Joel will get up, and Ablett will get up. Yep, yeah, so Joel, Paddy, Ablett yep. versus Hawthorne. Oh, that's harsh. They're, they're, they're rookies. Their first game has did all right. Yeah, Big Sav. He was cooked at quarter time, Big Sav. But he's, he actually is he massive though. Like, he, is he would huge. be cooked. Yeah, and but he actually looked pretty good to be fair.
1: He looks like if you were playing for the Melbourne Storm.
0: <laughs> That's how big he is. Yeah, he is huge. I saw him like, I
1: was like he would be like almost seven and hundred and
0: ten. Yeah, because like, he's he, massive. He played all year last year in ABFL. I mean. Makes
1: Magic Door look small.
0: <laughs> yeah, but seriously he actually for the first quarter and a half yeah. he was good and he went in the ruck
1: yeah.
0: and then he was spent yeah
1: well, you, don't the... make, you don't make giant race horses run all day <laughs> they don't run marathons mate. they run 3-6 three, three, max
0: it got, every time I got kicked to him I don't know if you know so I think got kicked to him four times on a lead he went to ground yeah. just because he was cooked yeah. like he tried to take a diving chest mark yeah. and he dropped all of them yeah uh, Kelly was awesome mm. for, yeah, but he's obviously a mature age sort of player yeah um he was actually very, very silky and very, very clean. Gary was Gary. Joel was Joel. Why, why, why did they want to trade and get rid of Menzel?
1: I have no idea. And he, so he Menzel's the there. Game. He's there and be- getting paid unders.
0: And won in the game. He kick- yeah. well, that's what I understand. Why do clubs get rid of guys who can kick? You know, like, just penciling Menzel now for 40 50 goals. Yeah. He's done it every year of his career when he's played a season. He's kicked 40 50. You need those blokes in your team. Yes, he doesn't do the defensive shit and you know, it frustrates, but frustrates you, people. But
1: sometimes you can just circle one bloke out of your five rotating forwards and be like this bloke won't defend, but he'll give me three goals a game. Yeah. You play 22 games,
0: that's 66 goals. Yeah, look, I can understand as a coach why you get frustrated, don't yeah. get me wrong, cuz I'd probably get frustrated with him. Yeah. But then you see... this But then your forward coach will lean over to you in the box and be like,
1: but mate, he's kicked four goals.
0: He's kicked four two and he's kept you in the game. So how about you just come the fuck down? Yeah. yeah, fair enough. But if his player ran anyway, yeah, Anyway, I'm not getting into it. But yes, why they want to get rid of him just makes no sense. So my theory is Paddy would come back and play a lot forward. Yeah. Because Tomahawk uh, on, on Sunday was pushed up a lot further. He, he even rough for a bit. It's Because for some reason, John didn't have a decent ruckman. Uh, Smith does you know, a, a good, good enough job but anyway they, they're one of the like Western Bulldogs just don't rate Ruckman down at Geelong um, so I think pay will play forward and I think Geelong will be too good for them just from what I saw of Hawthorne they're a bit sloppy and Mitchell and Amir are very very good and so much Ruffy and stuff but yeah for me Geelong get the job done and Paddy will probably kick six I reckon, seven. Yeah, so I think Paddy leading goal scorer
1: oh there you go so I think, yeah, the, you take out the core. So you take out Joel, Patty, Gary versus Hawthorne's core, Amira, Mitchell, Bergelin. That They're pretty even for even. Like yeah. I think even there yeah, Geelong probably wins that one out. But, you know, a guy like Mitchell can have 51. A guy like Amira can do some silky stuff. Silk is silk, obviously. But then when you go to the depth around that, I think that Geelong's depth although questionable against the top four sides, is a lot better than the teams fighting for finals. Yeah, definitely. So I think just based on talent alone, Geelong used to go up for these big games as well. And I think, yeah, as much as Clark can try and coach Hawthorne into this game, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the the class of the cattle. And I think Geelong... And and Paddy's
0: like a bona fide match winner. Yeah. Like, him and Dusty, pretty much, I reckon, maybe... Oh, no, I won't say that because you'll get upset if I say Toby Green... They're, no, Toby Green's a match, wasn't it? Yeah, they're, they're blokes who actually turn a game and, and win a game off by themselves. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably another two or three in the comp that can do it as well, but Paddy and Dusty are the best at it. Mm. Because they can go well, forward. Well,
1: Buddy's the best. Buddy,
0: Paddy, yeah. Dusty, yeah. Toby. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Buddy is the best. But, see, the difference between Buddy and, and Paddy and Dusty is they can go forward and take overhead marks. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't take overhead marks.
1: No, but he scoops off down the ground, and he's like a giraffe. So
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's you know
0: different styles, but that's all good. Yeah, but yeah, that's for me. I reckon Paddy, leading goal scorer. And are you going to spend any cash on this one, or going to no, 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 just just sit at home and watch it on Monday? Actually, no, I'll be at a pub with my fiance. Oh, lovely! It's her birthday, so we'll be having a. It was her birthday, so I'll be watching the footy at the pub. Yeah, well, she's a dog sport. She'll love it. <laughs> maybe at the Yorkshire. Yeah, maybe
1: there you go. Oh, that's that's too funny. Uh, that's what you want. That's what you want. Footy at the pub at the Yorkshire on a Monday. Yes! 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 yes, yes I won! All right. So each week we're going to give you our best bets, our ruffie and our multi. And this week our best bet is, as we said before, Melbourne. Melbourne yeah. against Brisbane, and uh, to cover. Just cover. Just cover the line. We'll yeah. play it a little bit safe. Play it a little bit safe. You take but- your dollar ninety, put it in your pocket. Use that as your cover bet, your insurance bet against everything else.
0: Yeah. Our roughie is going to be Gold Coast. Yeah, Gold Coast, yeah. Uh, into 270 now, so there's been a bit of money for them. So 270 for Gold Coast.
1: Are we going to go uh, West Coast as a, as a roughie in quotation marks as well?
0: Yeah, 235. It's probably even, uh, actually. It's value. Yeah, value. I mean, Port out at 290, and they're probably a ruffie as well, but we're we'll, we'll touching that game. But yeah, so Gold Coast or West Coast in the. Value slash roughy sort of Yeah, So
1: we'll go We'll confirm that. West Coast is the value. Gold Coast as the roughy. And our multi for the round,
0: which almost got up last week, we're getting pretty close now. Secured at the line, so 8.5. Melbourne at the line, 8.5. Essendon at the line, 10.5. And and just West Coast to win, which gives you 16.63.
1: Which is very
0: tasty. And if you do
1: get that one up, you can take your fiancé to the pub, make her watch the footy, because you've probably done enough to cover the whole day and probably the drive there and the drive home. And then get the footy training on Monday night. Exactly. Make sure you get the footy training. The coaches will be expecting you and in very good condition. Thank you, Brian. Thanks as always, time. great expert analysis from you, super coach down at Old Brighton Footy Club. <laughs> good luck to all the Vaffa boys out there. Your your footy is probably the second best going around, other than the AFL. And uh, shout out to all those soft APS boys who probably start school footy sometime soon as well. You already